0: Welcome to a very special episode of this week's episode. I am Chris Randazzo, and I will once again be playing host, and joining me this evening is my lovely wife, Karen Randazzo.
1: Her name is Belinda May, and she means everything to me.
0: Aww that she does so uh this is a very fly by the seat of our pants episode because we here on the east coast got bombarded with snow or actually we didn't uh karen and i just got a bunch of rain and evan was bombarded with a boatload of snow and has been without uh, electricity for several hours now he is currently trying not to freeze to death uh he's burning his comic collection for warmth and reading american gods so uh
1: poor evan he got 15 (laughs) inches and it's hard
0: and that's our show. <laughs> uh, so, since we can't talk uh, with Evan about Legion, um, like we had hoped tonight, we're gonna talk about what Karen and I literally just watched a few minutes ago while we were waiting and hoping that Evan's electricity would come back on, and that is uh, blah, blah blah season ep- season four episode thirteen of Agents of Shield called Boom. Um, we've been uh, really digging on Agents of Shield lately, and uh, I thought it would be pretty fun for us to do a quick talk about this, and then talk about the news, and kind of throw the episode together. So uh, I know this isn't going to be the most smooth thing in the universe, but this is our this is our little fill-in episode. So uh, let's let's talk about Agents of Shield. What did you, what did you think of? Uh, now this is there were a couple episodes behind still. Um, the yeah, most-
1: we are uh, we've been catching up. The season of Shield has been really strange for us. It's sort of like we want to watch it once we're watching it but when we're not watching it we're like oh we're so behind yeah it's hard it's gonna be so hard to get like it's hard to catch up on a tv show yeah but (laughs) 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 there's just something about this season that's made us not quite want to you know have that be what we choose in our limited free time
0: Mm mm-hmm Although uh, we did start kind of pumping into it a little bit more lately, and it's been really good, this LMD thing. Yeah, I think what it was is I was really enjoying the Ghost Rider thing, um, but I was enjoying the things that were happening on some of our other superhero shows a bit more. Um, yeah. And then the LMD thing happened, and I was like, yeah, I think I see where this is going.
1: I also was a little surprised by the fact that the LMD thing took over. I think I was expecting Ghost Rider to be the whole season.
0: Yeah, and it seems like this LMD thing, from all the artwork I've seen, it, this LMD thing is coming to an end, and they got one more arc going before this season is over, which has something to do with Hydra. Huh. So, that's which been... is
1: very comic booky. It like, is like it's interesting <laughs> that, like, Shield did Shield ever have its own comic?
0: Uh, there's been yeah, there have been Shield comics uh, over the years. Not like like it's there's like there's been Nick Fury comics. There's been Shield comics. And not, not any, like, big, long ones that I can think of. Uh, that would definitely be something that we would require Evan's expertise on. I'm sure he would know the answer. But he's sitting in the dark somewhere!
1: Yeah, thanks, Evan.
0: Yeah, good, good for nothing, Evan. We love you! Um, so anyway, uh, the LMD season has actually turned out to be far more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And... Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's it's really it's really good. It's it's throwing us a couple of curveballs. The um, we recently found out that Agent May was a uh, um, an LMD, and that was kind of cool to, to to see that happen. Like I was kind of surprised by that. Um, but where we are right now in this episode, boom! So there's these there's these jackasses that are uh, like we hating humans because we're
1: because human, we're Russian.
0: Because <laughs> we're Russian, we're human supremacists from Russia or whatever. And there was this oh, this awful senator woman. Oh, yeah. screw her. She was awful. Well, um, she's
1: dead now. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: she's dead now. So this was this was great. This was really de- really delightful. So these these guys they had this plan. They were going to bring a Terrigen crystal in and like try to turn the senator into an inhuman so that she could like hate herself and die. And then the guy that came in there to do it turned was the one who turned into a uh, an inhuman. Of course, his, his inhuman power turned out to be that he could explode at will. Um, and then,
1: like, form back, like, particle by particle. It really, it was a pretty cool special effect, the was, way he got yeah. back together.
0: Kind of neat to see. Well done, ABC, on that. Uh, and then he blew up from Senator Nadir, and so that was cool. So we don't have to see her anymore, because uh, she was awful. Yeah,
1: fun fact, the word Nadir actually means the lowest point, so... I don't know if you knew
0: that. Good to know. I did not know that. Uh, It truly was the lowest point. Because she was... I think not even just the character was awful. Like, I think she was kind of awful. I didn't really care for that actress at all, really. I think her whole delivery, her whole everything was just kind of garbage.
1: She was alright. She didn't bother me so much. And I thought it was nice to see... Um, you know, I think S.H.I.E.L.D. does a pretty good job having people of color in
0: the cast. Yeah, I think what was bugging me about her is that there's a character in the X-Men universe who has at least done some similar type stuff to this character named Dr. Kavita Rao, who was an Indian character, it just seemed like she was close to Kavita Rao, but not as interesting and just kind of lame, so... And well, that
1: makes sense why it would bother you more than me, because I, no, I have no knowledge of this person.
0: Yeah, when she first showed up, I was like, wow, they're bringing Dr. Rao into this. Uh, she was in um, uh, Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men, which is like which one is, of my favorite th- comic runs ever.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's something you've been telling me to read for, I don't know, 20
0: years? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it is so, so good. Um, yeah, so... So, uh, so the, the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the titular agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had to gather together and, uh, <laughs> <T-tular>. stop. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. <laughs> they had to stop, uh, these, these jackasses who wanted to kill Inhumans and this guy and the Inhuman haters teamed up t- to try to, like, uh, I don't know, blow up the director of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Yeah, they were after, like, Quake and Director Mace.
0: Yeah, so Director Mace, this is an interesting character. He, with he we were introduced to him earlier in the season as an Inhuman who is the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then we find out that he's not actually an Inhuman he's just got some super soldier serum that makes him temporarily super powered then we find out in this episode that the super soldier serum is like Russian roulette and one of these times when he turns it on it's just going to kill him but it also turns out that Agent Fitz Happen to manufacture a super cool super suit for him that like directs it that he doesn't have to inject himself with anything it's like on his belt and he can just twist a knob and be all fancy and inhuman like so
1: you expect me not to giggle when you say twist and twist a knob on his belt <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are a 12 year old boy this evening <laughs>
1: what do you mean this evening <laughs> fair enough um yeah i thought that was kind of convenient that Uh, All of a sudden, like, for no reason, they're just like, oh, by the way, this stuff can kill you. I don't know where that came from. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as soon as they did that, I was like, oh, well, he's going to die.
0: And I thought he was going to die this episode, you know, because that's what they set him up for. But then he didn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So... I mean, and he was really hell bent on it too. It was like, nope, I'm gonna die. I, there's no more, no other use for me on this team other than to just sacrifice myself
0: for the cause. Like, yeah, he became a pouty child really quickly.
1: <laughs> was, and I thought, you know, I don't know, maybe something in Jason O'Mara's contract, like that. His his time is up. Gotta get rid of him. He's gotta get off the show. I don't know, but um, yeah, and then he at the end of the episode he decides that he's gonna like run at the russians as they're driving down the road to um to to get daisy and um and him and fitz and simmons and everybody that was there and so he turns the serum and like the details of the effects of the serum weren't clear to me so i'm like but does if he injects himself and the result is he's going to have a heart attack. Why would he do that?
0: <laughs> like, I was like, what yeah, if I think it... The r- it was that he could have a heart attack.
1: Right, but that if he does have a heart attack, then he's just killed himself for no reason.
0: Yes. Right? I guess. <laughs> Maybe he thought his corpse would distract them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just, it just seemed like a pretty stupid plan, and then it didn't kill him, and instead of them killing him they captured him
0: which i think was kind of their not well that guy was trying to blow him up i guess just because he just realized he could blow people up but i think their plan has always been to to capture him and then like publicly humiliate shield or something like that
1: and i think that he that mace underestimated their plan that he was just like oh they just want to kill us Yeah, And that's why he was like, oh, if they want to kill us, they can kill me, and you can stop this explodey guy.
0: Which, how they stopped the explodey guy was cool. They had, like, oh this, God, like, explodey so cool. guy vacuum that they had.
1: they like, as soon as he explodes, they, like, drove through the cloud of his particles and then sucked him up.
0: Into into the exploding guy vacuum orb. It was basically like a giant Pokeball built just for him.
1: <laughs> I just like when Fitz and Simmons are able to science their way out of it.
0: Yeah, that was, <laughs> using
1: like technology that just clearly does not exist.
0: Yeah, and they're like, oh, we can we can suck up the uh, reverse the polarity of the ions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. Neutron
0: flow. That's it, and that is exactly what they did. So. I, the, the other thing we haven't really talked about is Radcliffe, um, who is, I'm so surprised that this guy's like really around, um, cause he was like involved in a bunch of Hydra BS last season, right? Isn't that where we got him from? He was like,
1: yeah, I, th- I, I, my, my memory is now fuzzy on it, but I feel like he was being compelled or at least that's how he spun it. Yeah, so that he could get away and now work with Shield this season, mm-hmm. but I, I think Radcliffe is on Radcliffe's
0: team. Yeah, no matter yeah, what he's, happens, uh, he's definitely an X factor because he doesn't want to kill folks. Like, uh, so what they do, he had this this LMD Ada that he had been walking around, and they went and found the original woman that she was based on, and it turns out that it was like this ex lover of his, and she kind of stood up for him to to an extent. Like, she hated him because he left her when she was dying, but uh, she stood up for him saying that his whole thing, his whole spiel was about preserving life. And that's kind of come up with him a couple of times, like, his LMD Ada has been like, oh, cool, I'm just going to kill her, and or kill this person. And he's like, no, no, no killing. Kill. <laughs> just stop killing people. It's not good. So, I, I mean, I guess it, it, it all kind of makes sense there. It's just, it's really...
1: His, he's like he's he's a twisted villain and he does a, a good job of it and i think that's why he's still on because john Hanna's is enjoyable as hell to watch
0: he is and as a villain quote unquote villain he's not he's not your typical marvel villain who we've had a lot of marvel villains that have not been very interesting and uh this 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 guy is interesting he's multifaceted he he is the type of villain who thinks he's the good guy, who thinks he's like, I know I'm bending the rules and I'm breaking some rules, but I'm confident that what I'm doing is for the greater good. And, like, that's kind of a trope with a lot of Marvel villains, like, that they're doing things for the greater good. But it's usually, like – like, we just watched Doctor Strange and, uh, I don't know, Mr. Dumb Eyes, whatever he was that was being controlled by Dormammu, like, he was pretty not interesting. Like, he was just – I,
1: he I, he wasn't believable. Like you didn't, I I didn't buy that he you know that there was an angle that oh yeah maybe he really is doing the best for you know humanity. Yeah, he's all whatever.
0: like oh well we can harness Dormammu's power and whatnot, and that's for the good of humanity. It was like it was such a it was a really crappy villain role, and it's it's a shame because Mads Mikkelsen is a. Uh, he's good you know there were a couple of good scenes between him and dr strange but that's kind of like this the marvel villain prop problem that people talk about all the time is this you know villain weakness that the that they have um
1: and all like that that's sort of a standard writing thing is you you want to write your villain so that they believe that they're the hero
0: yeah and um Or that they're just so incredibly malicious that that becomes enjoyable to watch, kind of like to an extent with with Agent Ward, where when Ward was just like (laughs) kind of back from the dead and just like he was just evil for evil's sake. And uh, that while that did go on a bit long, it was it was interesting. It it was it was kind of fun to watch. So Uh, the
1: thing that that I didn't like about this episode is that there was no May Yeah, I love Agent May.
0: Agent May is fantastic.
1: But she's uh, been hooked up to um, Radcliffe's guts. Well, he's had to kidnap her, and I guess because he doesn't believe in killing, he's keeping her alive um, while his LMD of her was spying on the S.H.I.E.L.D. team. And now the LMD has been exposed and gotten rid of, but he still has her kidnapped.
0: Yeah, for, for whatever what, I reason. Don't, why?
1: Why does he still, I guess, oh, and now I, sorry, I got lost in my own brain for a second. <laughs> but he didn't, like, it, she had a secondary purpose, which was to test the framework.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And obviously, like, what can he do with her after he lets her out of the framework? And the framework is neat. It's like this Matrix thing, and it's been fun to watch them figure this out because what they did with may the first time around was they like put her in a spa and she like figured <laughs> it out in no time. And then the way they got her to make the world more believable was to have her attempting to escape the fake world that she was in over and over again. And, uh, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it w- it was fun to see her conversation with Ada, like, at the end of one of her cycles through the framework where she was like oh you're figuring it out faster every time and so
0: remind me of that doctor who episode where he kept punching the wall
1: yes <laughs> i am uh i'm i'm a little anxious to see what's happening with her because we we didn't really she didn't do anything we just saw a shot of her strapped oh, yeah. to the gurney that she's been on and she's you know she looks like my daughter when she's asleep and and not happy about something. <laughs> she's just like kind of fidgety and moany.
0: Yeah. So so well, there's definitely something happening with May in the not too distant future. I have this theory that I just cooked up while I was watching this episode and it's like Coulson they've been kind of playing up on the show this little bit of a romance thing between Coulson and May and there's something about Coulson's reactions right now that are making me think that he's an LMD. The thing is, is that I can't think of a possible good reason for Radcliffe to have had both Coulson and may be LMDs. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see why it would be valuable to have an LMD of Coulson. Oh, well, yeah. But I don't know why they would be in the same game. Yeah. I mean, it could be that, you know, at some point like some point past where we saw may get exposed that the colson lmd got switched in somehow
0: or maybe ada did it like
1: Like because without
0: radcliffe's knowledge maybe she's got her own agenda
1: that could be um because this episode started with colson in spain looking for the woman that ada was based on and we didn't see anything about how she how he got there or anything which you don't have to show us but that would have been a prime opportunity for, you know, for the the show to have switched if there are Col- two different Coulsons for the show to have switched Coulsons on us without us knowing. Yeah. Um
0: Well, this show is fantastic. I love Agents of Shield uh and 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 you should too. We should all love Agents of Shield. And we should just as we should have all loved Agent Carter. And look what happened. We didn't love it enough. And it went away. I Orleans loved side. it enough. Yeah, we loved it enough. But the world didn't. Damn uh, you, world. <laughs> before before I uh, take us to our commercial break, I do want to just discuss a quick fantasy that I have for uh, Avengers Infinity War. Um, <gasps> they mentioned uh, – they actually brought up the Avengers stuff in this again. And they've been kind of – I guess the show has been more or less parting ways with its direct connection to the MCU from time to time, like it did the Sokovia Accords. But it's all been very like loosey goosey a bit. I feel like because it's so been
1: the, the movies have an impact on the show, but the show has no impact on the movies.
0: Exactly. So it it's my I keep having this hope that they're going to find some way, and they've already talked about this in interviews that it's just like not likely to happen, which I think is ridiculous because. They've got this billion dollar budget for these two movies, and I want to see, see what happens when the, the Avengers find out that Coulson's alive. Because clearly yeah. they haven't yet. And I want to see that reunion. I want to see Steve Rogers and Tony Stark find out that Phil Coulson's alive. I want them to have to call a meeting of every single superpowered person they can think of. Because Thanos is that big of a threat. And I want them to get the Defenders from Netflix. And I want them to get the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the Inhumans that they have. And I want to get them and all the other characters in the MCU in a room. And add friggin' Nick Fury opens the door and there's Agent Coulson and he walks in and he has a quick conversation with everybody. I want to see that happen. That would I, it's be like mad
1: my... cool, but if they manage to pull <laughs> that off and without it getting spoiled before the movie gets released, I, I will eat several hats.
0: Yes, I I will eat an entire buffet of hats, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care if it is spoiled. I just want it to happen. I want to see that level of integration because the TV shows have done a great job of of pulling from, especially Agents of Shield, of pulling from the events that happen in uh, the the movies, but to have the TV shows, like even in something as I don't want to say trivial, but just having them cameo in the movie would feel so organic with the way that these worlds are all connected.
1: And I think the Netflix shows do a good job of of having the flavor of um the the MCU on them because they Do a lot of stuff with. They're all set in New York, and Mm -hmm. they all, you know, the world is. You feels the impact of the events of.
0: um, Avengers, really.
1: Avengers, the first one, really.
0: Yeah, and some agents, Age Age of Ultron, but mostly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna take ourselves a quick break. We're gonna. do some commercials, and when we come back we're going to talk about a few things that have been in the news you are listening to this week's episode from geekk.com so stick around. You know what's all
1: the rage these days? After shows! Everyone loves after shows, especially wrestling after shows that feature people talking about what people were talking about while people were wrestling. So the fine folks over at Ring the Bell got in on the aftershow game and started their own after show called After the Ding, sponsored by Mountain Dew! They also talk about WWE Fastlane and bring us a new installment of their Man on the Street segment, First Impressions. Don't miss Ring the Bell. That was Fastlane over on the Geekade YouTube
0: channel. This has been a season of weird weather, and if you're like me, you need someone to tell you which beers to drink when outdoor temperatures are uncertain. Fortunately for me, a heavy drinker, Hunter Wilde has the answers I desperately seek. Also fortunately for me, I love fruit. Do what I did and check out the imbibing scribe, cherry maple bourbon beer.
1: Are you in the market to have someone try and make sense of the new X-Men series? Sure you are. Geek Aid's got you covered in the form of Legion of Spoilers, the latest spoilers series written by Trish Reyes. You can find new entries every Monday until the season is over. Unless, of course, Trish turns out to be nothing more than a manifestation of your mutant powers, that is.
0: Pro Wrestling for the Nintendo Entertainment System turned 30 this month, and Vicky and myself decided to devote the newest episode of the Waveback Podcast to this all-time classic. But since it doesn't exactly have enough music to fill an entire episode, we filled our remaining time by celebrating the soundtrack of another ring-based NES game, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, which is also turning 30 this year. Did you know that that game features music from an old Gillette shaving commercial from the 1950s? Ha! I didn't, and it's awesome. Hear for yourself in Wave Mac episode 38, Pro Wrestling and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at DK.com. Hello, Chris. Hi again, Evan. How are you? Oh, I'm just sitting here in the dark with no electricity, doing this podcast with my mind. Oh, that's fantastic. Is it time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary? It is, Chris. It's time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. All right, let me do it. Let's see. Am I, am I even going to need 60 seconds? Uh, Yeah, I think I can. All right. Three, two, one, go. And that's it. There was no new episode of Dragon Ball Super this week. Sorry about that. That's okay, Chris. I don't blame you. I still think you're doing a great job hosting this podcast. Thanks, Evan. I think I'm doing a great job, too. I miss you. I miss you, too, Chris. Okay, everybody, we're back from our break. Thanks for listening to our commercials. We are still operating in a 100% Evan-free environment, and we are all the worse for it. But uh, we're going to truck through some news. It's been kind of a light news uh week this week. So, we don't have a ton to talk about, but let's let's see what we got. Uh first off, Sean Aston set as Theodore Roosevelt in TNT's The Alienist. I have no idea what that is, but I've always thought Sean Aston had a certain Theodore Rooseveltish quality to him.
1: Well, <laughs> I I guess it's a it makes me feel a little bit old to realize that Sean Aston has reached his presidential years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this show kind of looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks like a TNT show.
0: (laughs) What, I mean, what is The Alienist about? Oh, let's see, Austin will play the then police commissioner of New York City in the upcoming drama. Yeah, so
1: he's gonna be Teddy Roosevelt, but not when he was the president.
0: I see, I didn't know Teddy Roosevelt was a police commissioner.
1: Well, that's like a prerequisite for being president, or at least he
0: used to be. Uh, yeah. He used to, uh, let's not go there. All right, so, well, good for Sean Astin. I am, I am, a. I love me some Sean Astin.
1: Yeah, um, he's, uh, getting all the, all the stuff with the, uh, you know, he's going to be in the Stranger Things too, and now this, and,
0: uh. And he's Raphael in the current Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, well, there you go. And he does a great job as Raphael in the new Ninja Turtles. The new Ninja Turtles cartoon, really, really good. I haven't watched like the last two seasons because of our cable situation being all wonky and whatnot. But I'd love to catch up at some point because that show is fantastic and I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, moving on. Ed Sheeran joins Game of Thrones Season 7 as a guest star. Uh, My first question to Karen when she posted this was, who the hell is Ed Sheeran?
1: And that just shows us how not cool you are.
0: (laughs) Oh, like you needed that. I do a 60-second Dragon Ball super summary on this show. I think my non-cool status is permanently cemented to the end of time.
1: Fair fair enough. Ed Sheeran is a pop musician from England, and he's fairly popular. Um, And he's adorable.
0: He looks like a Weasley.
1: He does look like a Weasley. He is a ginger. Uh, So he'll never be Doctor Who. Uh, (laughs) Well, he'll never be the Doctor. God, I can't believe I just said that. Anyway. I'm going to
0: have to remove your Time Lord card. (laughs) uh,
1: Apparently, Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner, or Maisie Williams at least, uh, is an Ed Sheeran superfan, and so at a South By panel that they were doing last week, uh, they announced that he's going to be a guest star on the show as a treat for Maisie Williams, because Maisie Williams needs more treats past Getting to be on Game of Thrones and Doctor Who,
0: yeah, that girl is uh, is certainly leading a bit of a charmed life. Um, I, I'm sorry, I forgot to call out where we're getting this stuff from. That first one for, it was uh, for uh, was about Sean Astin came from the Hollywood Reporter, and this last one comes via Billboard. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's neat. Um, I, I hope. Well, it's he's a guest star, so that probably means he's going to be brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah, probably that show. <laughs> So that's fun. Uh, good times. You know what? If I were to do a show like Game of Thrones, I would want to be brutally murdered, too. I yeah. think that would be fun. Yeah. Good old decapitations all around. <laughs> nice family fun. Uh, speaking of Sophie Turner uh, and other members of g- the Game of Thrones cast, this come to, comes to us via the Inquisitor news. Game of Thrones spinoff looks likely. Cast will return, but showrunners won't. Uh, this was in kind of an interview that was done... Um, people were asking them about uh like the showrunners about hey, well what's going to happen with Westeros when this is all over is there is there more game of thrones to be had and the showrunners were all like yeah there's a there's a more stories to tell in the world of Westeros outside of game of thrones specifically so i mean
1: i got the impression that they were saying that they think hbo will do it
0: yeah exactly
1: like HBO likes money. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And this is kind of a gold mine. So, uh Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's something that people will get the sc- subscription, the the paid subscription to the streaming just for this. Yeah. So, why would they stop making it? Um The one thing that caught my eye in this article was that people want to know what it what is it going to be about? How the hell could you possibly know that at this point people? Yeah, seriously. Stop asking
0: dumb questions. You don't even know what the end of this show is no about. No one,
1: George R.R. R. Martin doesn't know what the end of the story is. Yeah,
0: seriously. Oh yeah, it's going to ha- it's going to take place in Westeros. That's what we know. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> And some people you recognize will probably be on it assuming they make it which they probably will.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the fun thing about having, you know, getting to reuse the cast. There's not going to be a lot of people to reuse by the time this show is done.
1: <laughs> no, no, the characters do tend to be more disposable than sustainable.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh all right, I liked this one quite a bit. Uh this this was interesting. I didn't really solve the puzzle. So, uh over on YouTube, the official Netflix account posted a series of unfortunate events a miserable message and it was patrick warburton uh saying a bunch of things and a bunch of letters were highlighted and i think it leads to a website i wasn't paying super close attention but this is just basically their clever way of saying that there's going to be a season two
1: yeah i didn't even pick up on the fact that they were highlighting certain letters in the message i was just mesmerized by patrick warburton's voice
0: yeah he i i I love listening to him I would love to just listen to a conversation between him and H. John Benjamin. Oh, my God. <laughs> just listen to the two of them talk about anything it would be great. Tacos. I I, I, per- I only figured it out at the very end, and I, I didn't go back to rewatch it because, like, the last three letters they highlighted were calm.
1: I did notice that, but I was like, why I did they like, do that?
0: Oh, they've probably been highlighting stuff, and there's a hint to go to a website that says something. And I didn't follow through with it because I was busy at work today, but... <laughs> And I found all the information I need, need, which is that this great show is being renewed and I'm really stoked about it because I really enjoyed the first season of this. I I was able to watch it all, um, grabbing bits and pieces here and there and finally getting through the whole thing. and I thought it was great. I thought Neil Patrick Harris was great. I thought the I I thought the kids were great. I'm really interested in where the story's going. Like it's it it was a cool show. Um,
1: Yeah, I've been editing the uh, I was editing the spoiler recaps mm -hmm. that we put on the site as well. And when I got to the end of it, I was like, oh, I wonder what they're going where they're going now. Especially with the the, there was another set of orphans or another set of kids and the parents were involved with them somehow.
0: Yeah, like, I don't even know if they were their parents, now that I think about it. Like, the way the the show kept playing up, like, the Baudelaire's parents were the, these characters, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, now I can't remember if they were ever specifically referred to as the Baudelaire's, and they could just be completely unrelated characters, and it was just all misdirection, because the show is really good at misdirection. Uh, it was all very, very fun and interesting. I don't know. I'm stoked. I've never read the book, so I have no idea what's coming. No. Yay. Moving down the list, uh, the show we were supposed to talk about tonight was Legion, which, uh, boy, that show is weird. I'm looking forward to talking about that with Evan next week. I have lots of thoughts on that one. But uh, this comes to us via Den of Geek. Uh, Legion Dan Stevens has asked Patrick Stewart to appear. Uh one of the things about Legion that us comic book character uh us comic book loons know is that the main character is Professor Xavier's son and uh so the he the Dan Stevens was on uh which late night show was Gordon. it it was is yeah James Corden and he asked uh Patrick Stewart because he was also there if he'd reprise his role as Professor X on Legion at some point and and uh Patrick Stewart was all like, Absolutely I will. He was like it, he did barely even finished this sentence before he was all over saying yes to that. So
1: Yeah, Patrick Stewart, like you just have to ask him nicely and he'll be Professor X in just about <laughs> anything like your third graders like home movie. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. He's the nicest guy.
0: Yeah. I'm stoked about that thought. I, I'm I'm I don't want to spoil too much for next week, but I'm vaguely interested in watching more of the rest of this show Legion because it is a I mean, first off, I was so impressed by the first season of Fargo, and this is from that showrunner. Same runner. guy, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Noah Hawley. Uh, th-
1: let's talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's talk more about it next week. But the option of Patrick Stewart showing up on there as Professor Xavier is pretty darn cool. Let's see, this one, uh, this was an interesting read. Uh, for, uh, this comes to us via Forbes. After a brief bump, The Walking Dead's ratings have crashed to a new four-year low. Ha ha <laughs> ha
1: ha! We were ahead of the game on this one, babe.
0: <laughs> yeah, we jumped definitely jumped ship in time. Uh, we, after reading this article, it's um, I forget. Let me let me actually click on it here and get the numbers because uh, I I was obviously laughing and whatnot at at the show's misfortune because the show it dicked with us for way too long and it seems it lost to be getting
1: us. what it deserves
0: yeah but the thing is is that um uh where does it say here uh burr, 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 burr. let's see this is from the article itself it says in truth 10.16 million viewers is still very very solid for cable Beyond solid, like triple or quadruple most of its competition. Numbers like these do not signal imminent cancellation or anything like that, not by a long shot. Most AMC shows are considered lucky if they're doing two to three million an episode. <laughs> and many will get renewed with even less than a million viewers per week. So yeah, if they're that the average show is getting two to three million, and even at Walking Dead losing like crazy numbers dropping down to ten million yeah that show's not really in any danger it's just it makes me happy to know that there were so many people that were burned by this show just like us like the rating spiked at the premiere which i assume were just people like us who watched the premiere because we wanted to see
1: how they were going to
0: handle that scene yeah. and like this the guy who wrote this article um he says uh this is for, by a uh, guy named paul tassie uh Th- this arc in the comics the whole war against negan was one of the highest points in the comics like this whole this whole thing was really really good read and um it's odd that this is where the show was really starting to fall off because you would think that if the show was of the same quality as the the source material that people would be sticking around but i don't know man i feel like the show did so much to intentionally dick me around i just I don't care.
1: They've lost lost the goodwill that they had. Yeah. Although I do admit that I am tempted, and if I did have infinite free time, I might catch up because I'm interested to see how they're doing Ezekiel. I hear Mm -hmm. that he's he's quite an entertaining character.
0: Is he? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about Ezekiel. All I know is that uh, Dwight has been a big letdown. Eh. Dwight's a pretty important character in the comics. I Not a very likable com- character, but an, an interesting and important character. And I didn't much care for the actor the few times that I had seen him, and apparently that has been the case all around, that Dwight has been kind of a a letdown. But, so Walking Dead's in no danger of being canceled, but I'm glad to see it getting some humble mm-hmm. pie served to it, because mm-hmm. uh, if... It would be really nice if the showrunners kind of got the hint that uh, maybe they aren't invincible and <laughs> maybe if they got a little humility and started taking it, a bit, if they would try harder. And, if they would
1: pull their heads out of their asses.
0: Yeah, and stop waving the, oh, did he die? Do, 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 cliffhangers. If they would stop pulling that garbage. Uh, cliffhangers for the sake of cliffhangers are dumb. On the opposite side of dumb, uh-huh. the Doctor Who series 10 trailer dropped. Um,
1: oh,
0: Really, really cool stuff. Uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what we saw in this trailer?
1: Okay, well, first of all, I have to say that I was confused when this trailer was posted last night because I had been seeing news all day, oh, a new Doctor Who trailer tonight, and I was super psyched, obviously, because it's my favorite show. And then... I watched the trailer and I was like, what the F is this? I've already seen this and I couldn't remember why because my brain holds on to things for about four seconds these days. Um, But as it turns out, this was leaked last week by someone and then taken down quickly. Um, But I unwittingly got to see it ahead of most people. So that makes me have lots of cool points, I think. (laughs) Um, I award you 13 cool points. (laughs) I'm super cool, really, is the point of this story. (laughs) (laughs) And now let me talk to you about a 50-year-old sci-fi show. Because I'm super cool. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, lots of cool stuff in this. Uh, We get to see the Doctor running around with Bill and Nardole. Um, there's There's just a hint of Missy just enough to wet the palate there is some dalek stuff um there's something to do with a, a humanoid woman who looks like she's made out of liquid somehow and she says exterminate so i don't know like what that's about
0: yeah i don't know what's up but with that's that.
1: fucking cool that's way cooler than the uh dalek people that had the eye stock things pop out of their foreheads that was, that was a little silly silly looking um there are the Mondasian and Cybermen that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, what else? Oh, we got to see the redesigned Ice Warriors, which look badass. I didn't even notice them. Yeah, it was just a quick thing. I, I, I looked at a whole like breakdown <laughs> of this trailer like <laughs> frame by frame because I'm super cool.
0: <laughs> and I forgot all about the Ice Warriors. I'm, I'm in the middle midst, I won't say middle, but I'm in the midst of a Doctor Who rewatch, re-watch right now. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting to... This stuff that I haven't seen a lot of times. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm still in the... I'm Right now, I'm actually at the point where I haven't watched these a lot of times. I'm at the Donna stuff right now, like just starting... How can you not watch
1: the Donna stuff over and over? Man, she's the
0: best. I think it was like right around then that I kind of stopped having time for rewatches. And most of my rewatches before then, I always start from the beginning. So I've seen the first like two, two, three seasons a ton of times.
1: Even that super painful first half of season three with Martha. Anyway, (laughs) um, the new season looks banging. I'm so mad that I have to wait another month. (laughs) <laughs> um I continue to wish that I had a Tardis. Um yeah, it it looks very very good. I like the look of Bill. I I hope that the rumors that this, she's going to be a one season companion will Well, I mean, I'll wait to to pass judgment until I actually see the show, but just based off the trailer, I'm I I like her.
0: I don't know, she's a I saw somebody post somewhere she's not really I don't dislike her, but she's not really exciting me. And uh, somebody posted in a forum somewhere about this that uh, Bill appears to be the personification of the year 2016. Oh, boy. Which I'm looking at her fashion. I'm like, oh, it speaks emoji. And I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's She a is 2016. <laughs>
1: There is a robot that speaks about you. Does that mean she's going to kill, like, every celebrity possible? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's just going to go on a mad celebrity murdering spree.
1: Oh, that oh, would boy. be a really fun, like, side joke of, like, every time they go to, you know, Earth's <laughs> history that they just accidentally kill somebody, kill somebody famous, like, as they're taking off or whatever. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with the story. It just keeps happening. <laughs> I'd
0: like hmm. to see that. Oh goodness, sorry about that. I'm tired. Uh let's see. Speaking of tired. <laughs> Oy. Let's uh I you know I put this in here because it's news and but I I just don't like it. So uh this comes to us via the Hollywood Reporter. Big Bang Theory prequel Young Sheldon picked up straight to series at CBS. Uh, That's right. They're just going full in. Here you go. Balls to the wall. <laughs> Making it happen. Uh I'm we don't watch anything on CBS. <laughs> not a not since thing Supergirl came over yeah. to CW. Uh, and ugh, it's not getting any better. I I despise this character. I despise this show. Um yeah, and and I'm I are already, you know what? My uh dis- despising of this uh new Young Sheldon show is going straight to series. I'm uh I'm skipping the pilot and already and claiming right now that I officially hate this show too.
1: The little kid looks like one of those show business kids. He does that is like obnoxious.
0: Yeah, I, ho- I mean, I-, I
1: hate to judge a child based on just you
0: know. But you know, he's just he's gonna be saying bazinga, and it's just like I'm looking at this smart, this smirky kid's face with wearing a bow tie, saying bazinga, and like the canned audience screaming with laughter, and my complete inability to stop vomiting just. <laughs> Like, I drank a bunch of Epicac. Like, that episode of Family Guy where they all drink drink Epicac and they start barfing all over the place uncontrollably and they regret it immediately. Like, that's how it would be if I watched this show. I'd be like, I'm going to watch it just to see how bad it is. And then I would be throwing up so much that I would be begging for death, just regretting that I decided to watch this steaming fecal matter smeared all over my screen okay well you're not not allowed to watch it
1: because if you're busy throwing up then i'm gonna have to be the one cleaning it and i already have at least one person in my in this household who already does that so yes it's quite enough
0: babies barf a lot so on to some good news Uh I don't have a ton to say about this. Uh it just made me happy. Uh this comes for, to us via deadline. Uh the good doctor, Richard Schiff ca- Richard Schiff cast an ABC medical drama pilot. I love Richard Schiff. <laughs> He's Toby Ziegler on the West Wing.
1: He is, and as I discovered at breakfast, he is not Stanley Tucci <laughs> in the Captain America movies.
0: <laughs> no, no, he is he is not Stanley Tucci in Captain America. Uh is... No, he was a uh, Doctor Emil Hamilton in Man of Steel, who was horrendously underused and then unceremoniously killed because the DC Cinematic Universe sucks Does everything. Does not know what it's doing. No, <laughs> uh,
1: I did see that this is uh, co-created by uh, Daniel De Kim of Lost Fame,
0: and the other co-creator was the dude who did House, right?
1: Uh, I guess so. Yeah. So I guess he knows how to do doctor shows, and doctor shows that the premise is about a young young surgeon with savant syndrome. Um, so yet another doctor with you know like brilliant doctor with personal problems. <laughs>
0: Where have I heard that before? Hmm. Look, <laughs> but, I don't uh, care. I mean, you know, what? I feel like anything with him in it automatically has an air of not succitude which you know Man of Steel wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, Richard Schiff definitely brings a level of gravitas.
0: He does. Dude's awesome. I and I'm 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 excited to see that he has work. So, good for that guy. Go team and lastly the last thing i have for tonight coming from avclub.com 20 fan favorite mst3k episodes will hit netflix tomorrow and tomorrow being march 15th
1: by the time you're listening to this it already happened
0: that's right (laughs) by the time you're listening uh this was kind of cool um netflix uh they they used to have a bunch of mst3ks on on netflix i used to love that you could just hop on netflix and pick a random episode and there was a ton of them but then they've slowly dissipated over the years to where there's almost nothing not that there aren't plenty of ways to get mystery science theater including my 21 dvd box sets i have uh 21 22 i don't remember i'm way behind they keep releasing new ones and i want them all but i don't have infinite money or space so but there's lots available for streaming the official youtube channel puts full episodes up for free uh Pluto there's TV Pluto, yeah. has a 24-hour Mystery Science Theater channel, which is lo- lovely. Um, Do
1: they have all the episodes on Pluto?
0: No, there's like a rotating five or six. I think most of them are just the ones that are on their YouTube channel, oh, which is okay. fine because a lot of them are really good episodes. Like I accuse my parents shows up on there a lot. It's one of my all-time favorites. But
1: and you're not gonna sit there and watch the whole thing. You just you know you want to be able to flip it on and watch 10 minutes or I,
0: exactly. I mean, I'd love to be able have to watch it on, on the, the, the background. Thing, yeah, it's a gr- it's a great background show, especially ones I've seen a ton of times um but these are great cuz these are all the, the a bunch of fan favorite ones and uh i believe i've seen all of them i'm going to double check the list real quick um i mean let's see let's let's run down the list here catalina caper uh which no is no idea it's 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 horrible <laughs> it's it's i think that's one of the ones they reference i think in um no that's monster gogo i'm thinking of when the in manos the hands of fate when they say they survived monster gogo they can survive this <laughs> uh no catalina caper is one of those uh 50s movies with like remember in that thing you do they were the, the, Cap- the Beast and geese shrimp shack shooters uh that's basically that movie <laughs> gotcha <laughs> Uh, Iga, the caveman, watch out for snakes, great one. Future War, I don't know that I know. I can, I i feel like that's a later episode, Future War, and I can't remember which one it is. I know I've seen it. Giant Gila Monster is a winner. Any of the Hercules ones are great. Hercules against the Moon Man is awesome. Horrors of Spider Island, I know Karen will never watch never. it. Never. Um, but Horrors of Spider Island has this great scene where there is a, uh, an actual like there's a giant spider and the way they did it was they there's just an actual Volkswagen bug that they attached a bunch of like big giant big legs to spider legs to and it just drives. <laughs> I think I've
1: actually seen that scene.
0: <laughs> it is hysterical. I accuse my parents, one of my all time favorites. That one's spectacular. Jack Frost is really funny. Laser Blast is a good one. Manos the Hands of Fades a classic. Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders. I'm glad that's on there. I feel like that one doesn't get a lot of credit because it's effing terrible. Pod People. Uh, with Trumpy. With Trumpy. Oh, man. Pod People is just. It's. It is uh my second favorite episode ever. Second only to Is Mitchell. that the
1: one with Chief and McCloud?
0: Yes. <laughs> uh Puma Man, Puma, uh Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, Side Hackers. Oh man, Side Hackers is tough to watch. Like that's that's the one... <laughs> There's this scene in that one where uh the main character starts beating up a woman and it's like really brutal and nasty and like uh joel and the, i think it's a joel episode the, the joel and the bots they start booing they just like actively booing the screen like because it was just awful space mutiny oh space all time with, that one that's all the time. one with
1: big mclarge huge
0: yes big mclarge huge uh teen dirk hardback <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't need more calgon god i love that episode Teenagers from Outer Space. That's I've seen that one a couple of times. I, I don't remember a lot about it. Uh, Time Chasers is another good one. Werewolf or Werewolf <laughs> and uh, Zombie Nightmare. So there you go. 20 great episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000 are going to be on Netflix uh, to kind of set the stage for the new season that's starting soon.
1: Yeah, that was the interesting point about the article to me was that you know they were pointing out that... Um, when they they acquired the rights to Gilmore Girls prior to the Gilmore Girls revival, but they did not do so with the Full House revival, and I don't know what difference that makes. But
0: I mean, I think it w- I think it's the the Gilmore Girls being so popular on Netflix was kind of what prompted them to to go after it. Uh huh. I think that was. Whereas Full House was like, let's make new Full House episodes because. <laughs> Reasons. Because reasons. And they're just going to keep cracking those things out because they've got to cost like eight fifty to make. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know. It's not like any of those people are doing anything else.
0: <sighs> anyway, um...
1: Sip so John Stamos, who is doing yogurt commercials. Because for some reason he's the most famous Greek in America.
0: I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading a piece of this that I didn't see before. Uh, the so-called Lost episode of Mike Nelson and the Bots time on the Sci-Fi channel. Uh... Ernest Mist Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders is a lost episode? That's interesting. I, I wonder Maybe why... Maybe that's
1: th- why it doesn't get enough credit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I have that one on VHS that I, uh, I I recorded that one off TV. I think that was from the, the last season or the second to last season. But yeah, I just I just recorded that one off sci-fi when it aired. Uh, I'm going to have to look into that. I wonder why that's... Uh, why that's considered a lost episode. That's a good one. I'm glad to see it's up on, on Netflix. Um, and
1: if you're wondering what um, recording off of TV is, like our <laughs> guest from last week, Jess, probably is, ask your parents.
0: Yeah, it involved a VCR, lots of cables, and sometimes timing it. So... uh <laughs> all right that's gonna be our show thank you very much for for listening to karen and i going on and on about all of these uh wonderful news stories and agents of shield uh as a reminder you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit you can like us on facebook with both the geekade page and the this week's episode page find us on instagram at geekade subscribe to our youtube and twitch channels for all our latest video content And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. Evan is at uh, Geekade Evan. Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com, where we post something new every single day. So, next week, God willing. <laughs>
1: Supposedly. We're, we promise we're not trolling you.
0: Barring uh, unforeseen circumstances and or more snow acts and power God. outages. Acts of God. Uh, we're going to talk about Legion next week. So uh, it would be it will be the series premiere season one, episode one. Uh, So go ahead and watch that if you haven't already. So you can listen along with us or however that's supposed to work. Um, And hopefully Evan will be back next week to host the show. So I don't have to do this again. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm Chris
1: and I'm Karen and
0: have what does Evan say here? Have a good night and have a good night good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.